Welcome to our Making History Parenting Podcast. My name is Chase Baker, and with me is co-host Jennifer Akers. And today we're going to have this conversation uh, around the idea of racial reconciliation, helping our families be intentional about celebrating diversity and standing against racial inequality. This is actually part two Mm -hmm. of a three-part series that we're having today. Right. So before we jump into the conversation today, we are excited that today we have with us two very special guests. So Ooh. we have George and Lucy Mondera. Hey, what's hey. up, guys? Hey. We're so glad Thanks to be here. Yeah. And they are the parents of two sweet girls. They have mm-hmm. Savannah and Summer, who mm-hmm. we love and my girls personally love. Um, so we're so thankful for them, for the parents they are and the leaders they are in, the church, in our church. And Lucy actually serves with the Justice and Mercy International team that does work in Moldova and the Amazon. And George is an incredible worship leader that we get to have at our campuses and um, serves and leads worship and does um, musical events and things like that all over the world, actually. So they're an incredible couple and incredible parents, and we're so mm-hmm. excited to have them here today. Yes, thank you for being here. And you guys have such a unique unusual journey um to how you met and to how you know just just your lives and i remember our, our connection was first in the amazon deep in That's the amazon right. jungle on, man. We were, <laughs> when we first met picking up them the logs jungle. you remember mate yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> oh i remember we uh, were spent oh it was it's a small little village we had to build uh, a giant sidewalk uh-huh. and it's in a it's in a jungle so you're like <laughs> It, we built it for a, a, a girl at Clarina, and, and yeah, she's right. in a wheelchair. And uh-huh. so we spent days in the heat carrying amazing. lumber and trying to... Which, so we bonded. We, bond. we bonded. You bond. We faced some bond. challenges together, <laughs> right? We so bonded. thank you guys for being here. I, um, to get us started, uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves, a little bit about your family and your journey. Wow, Lucy, you go. Ladies first. Thank you so much. Well, um, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from the southern part of America. Um, I can listen to that accent all day. I know. I love it. Born and raised in the UK, and um, we've been married for 18 years, 18 and a half, many years. We were babies (laughs) when we got married, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, as Jen said, we've got two little girls, Savannah, who is eight, and Summer, who is six. Mm -hmm. And uh, we moved over here from the UK um, two and a half years ago. Um, Prior to that, we're living in Germany for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and um, in the UK before that. So we've had quite an adventure in our uh, 18 years of marriage, and um, it continues to go on. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, so I was born in Zimbabwe, Mm -hmm. you know, and then lived in South Africa for a while, then moved to the UK. Uh, that's where I met Lucy, you yep. know, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been amazing. Um, I, I'm from a big family. We've got seven brothers. A lot so of brothers. having girls boys. is... Seven boys. Can you imagine I mean, seven boys? Seven you went from, boys. So you went from seven boys to two sweet yeah. little it's girls. It's like a oh. basketball <laughs> team with two reserves. In there, you know? Chase, I can't <laughs> tell you the denial he faced when he realized seven girls. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Oh my, I was having girls. I was like, Lord, help me. Have mercy. <laughs> You're good. You all make I, your way away. There's no way. Oh, I grew up with all boys. And uh-huh. all I knew was rough house, putting holes in walls, mm-hmm. wrestling. And so when I had Kit, our girl, yeah. um, we're like, what do I do? What do I, I do? Know. What I have do to be gentle. I have to be gentle. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And sensitive. And sensitive. sensitive. Oh my gosh. So I've never been feelings. so sensitive in my so life. Much. So many feelings. And, and, and I didn't realize I looked good in bows as well. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so good. It's like amazing. 
love it. Well, it, I'm so glad to hear your story and that we're going to get to hear a little bit more about you and about your journey mm-hmm. and um, what it looks like parenting that you're awesome girls that we're talking mm. about. So, All right. <laughs> <laughs> so since you two have a unique perspective, as you said, George, you're from Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and Lucy, you're from England. The um, and now you're living here in America. So with this unique perspective you have, as we're talking about this conversation, what's that been like for you over the past several months while we're looking at this racial tension that's mm-hmm. happening um, mm-hmm. in our country and around the world, but specifically here? What has that looked like for you, especially these past few months? Can we go? We go? Okay. I mean, I mean, this year has, 2020 has just been a, a different year mm-hmm. for in, in so many ways. I mean, having the pandemic and I mean, uh, that's something that's affected the whole world, you know, and, you know, no one could ever see that coming and stuff. And so I felt like, um, you know, just being living through that, like, was just like, wow, you know, I felt, you know, we, we've, we just felt like what's what's really going on, you know. And mm-hmm. but then looking back and, you know, um, I, f- I feel like it was a time where the world kind of stopped for a bit. You know, it's almost yeah. like, yeah. you know, everything came to, you know, a standstill and, and people were home and, you know, and could kind of, uh, you know, think. Yeah. And see things and feel things that you know maybe that they haven't felt for a long time, and so, so looking at what happened with race, obviously you know the George Floyd thing yeah. was a major thing, you mm-hmm. know, um, in our country and stuff, and so I feel like uh, some of the stuff was happening for for, oh, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. for for a while. It's been happening for a while, yeah. But I think for the first time, for a lot of people, I think people uh, just where they were with the pandemic, they kind of stopped and saw it, and it was like, oh, there's something. This is not right. Mm-hmm. There's something going on over here, and so. You know, it was like a shock to the whole system, basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think, you know, yeah, it just opened up, a, a, you know, this lid of stuff that was underlying for a very long time. You know, when you think about the history of this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so for me, you know, just uh, obviously not being from here, you know, I can just speak from my experiences growing up in Zimbabwe and, and living in South Africa where um, I kind of understood what, what it was like coming from, <clears throat> you know, uh, feeling like you're the marginalized, mm-hmm. you know, with that. You know, my grew up, uh, my parents grew up separated from white people. Yeah. So I'm the first generation, like, you know, we only got our independence in Zimbabwe in 1980. Mm. So there was a separation. And um, and so it took me back to hearing what, thinking about how they grew up and how different it is from how I grew up and and just seeing the effects of um, of what that history did, you know, in Zimbabwe and in South Africa and how just... Uh, at, uh, um, uh, you know, just uh, was so, you know, impacted people in, in such a major way, yeah. you know. And so so coming over here and seeing that, like, um, uh, it just reminded me, I'm like, man, you know, this stuff is everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, you know, the only way you can fix anything or, or uh, you know, is by it being exposed. You know, I think mm-hmm. the enemy always works in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, where there's things, you know, uh, there's darkness, you know, we can't see. But it's almost like when things are exposed, that's when we see, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it it was it really opened people's eyes um, uh, mm-hmm. from that perspective. Yeah, and I think um, you know we all know racism is a global issue, and it's right. sadly everywhere, and has been probably since the beginning of time. Um, I think, like George said, this has been an interesting season where the lid has been taken off. You know, I kind of think of it like the cake; the icing's off the cake, and you you, you we can see what really is underneath. Mm-hmm. And I think because of events like Ahmed Arbery and George Floyd, it's it's caused the public to have to 
see it for what it is. Oh. You know, it's obviously been happening for a very long time. And we live in such a visual wor world now with social media. That's right, yeah. And because we've been home this year a lot, you know, mm -hmm. all of us with quarantining, everything's been multiplied. You know, we've seen more images and media than ever yes. before, probably yeah. in this one period of time. So it's interesting that it's come at a time such as this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's tragic. It's tragic that it's had to ha that events like this have had to happen in order for us to rise up and be like this is not okay mm -hmm. you know and i think everyone knows that racism has existed but it's taken these tragic circumstances for the world to take notice right. um and it's just heartbreaking it's it's been heartbreaking to watch it unfold for all of us um but in it all we have to have hope you know mm -hmm. we have to continue to have okay. hope and be thankful that god has brought is bringing good out of this darkness yeah. he's bringing right. great things out of the yeah. hardships and that he's bringing conversations mm -hmm. and uncomfortable realities to light mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah th th sorry there's an opportunity for us to yeah. to do something to respond yeah you know and i feel like you know that's what's amazing right now okay now you know as a church or as individuals how do we respond to that yeah mm -hmm. you know because this is not like uh you know the enemy has been you know this has always been his plan right, right. to to separate us from each other you know and uh and to you know to keep us apart, firstly separate us from 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 God, yeah. you know, and then you know and then separate us from each other, and so, so yeah, you know, there's an opportunity for us to you know to really press in, you know, not mm -hmm. run away from it. And I feel like you know um, as a nation, you know, that's what we need to do, you know. And for 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 far too long, stuff has been swept under the carpet, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, and so what do we do now that yeah. it's exposed? You make a really good point of, you know, in this season of COVID, it's it's been. Uh, quite a year mm -hmm. it's been quite a year yeah. and we can all agree on that but to your point um is god you know doing something in the midst of all of this and in the midst of covid and people mm -hmm. quarantined and social media is at its at its peak mm -hmm. there's being videotapes of the events that's happened it's been gone viral mm -hmm. people are kind of sitting at home not you know at the time that's what you're doing mm -hmm. you're sitting yeah. at home yeah. you're watching news yeah. you're still watching all this stuff happen it really highlights mm -hmm. what's been going on and it you're right it really it took flight to the world mm -hmm. not just i mean yeah. these events affected the entire world absolutely um, which is um you know god god has a plan for that mm -hmm. too you yeah. know and, yeah. and what comes out of that and and you've lived all over the world, speaking of the world. You've lived all over the world and had many experiences. You've traveled everywhere. And uh, uh, George, Lucy, you have too. Yeah. I, I haven't been not to the quite, Maldives, though. Not quite as much as George. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh, and so you've had different experiences with different groups of people. Mm -hmm. And what is, the, what is different about what we are experiencing now versus the past or even other places and cultures, if any? Um, as you experience, I know we talked about this has always hmm. gone on, but um, maybe what are some of those differences? Yeah, um, you know, coming from where we've come from, um, like George said, we're from a big family, and mm -hmm. on both sides of our family, it's very multicultural. So we're used to uh, being in settings with people from different countries and mm -hmm. culture and color, um, and so our, I guess, our community was always that. Um, however, living in England, living in Germany, spending time in Africa together in Zimbabwe and Southern Africa, um, we have had, you know, things happen and people say things and we've experienced racism together in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And so we know mm -hmm. it's there. We've experienced it throughout the years of being married while living over there. However, it's interesting moving here. Um, there's almost like a different, uh, a different, not feeling here, but a different, um, 
time in that it's still so fresh, mm -hmm. you know? Um, right. It's one generation removed of people who have experienced such oppression. That's you know, point. we were talking to a friend just the other day and her grandfather, she's African-American and her grandfather, he fought in the war, you know, and um, we don't learn about that. We don't learn about the fact that yeah. African-American soldiers were sent overseas to fight. And so it's so close to home. It's so um, close to the generation, our generation now here, that it's fresh and it's still so painful. And so I think mm -hmm. what we've seen a difference of coming over here is because of it being so fresh, people are still hurting. There are still systems in place that are not fair. And it's just affecting the general nation in that way, as opposed to countries that maybe dealt with it a long time ago. It's still there. It's sure. still hidden. There still is systematic mm -hmm. racism, racism in other countries, but it's not as fresh. And so it's further down the line. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, to move forward, you need to go back, you know. Yeah. And I feel like moving over here, um, one thing, um, just, you know, uh, even for me trying to understand what was going on, like I was like, OK, you know, I'm not from this country, but, you know, let me go back and, you know, learn a little bit mm -hmm. about why this stuff is happening, you know, because nothing ever just happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, there's always a reason for something, you know. And so so just looking back at the historical, uh, you know, what happened in this country and, and, you know, how you build is important. You know, we mm -hmm. all know if you build a house, the foundation ain't mm -hmm. right. You know, you can build as much as you want on top, but, you know, at some point. Over time. Over time. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, you can never, you know, you can never cheat that. Mm -hmm. If there's a weakness somewhere, if there's a problem somewhere, it always surface up. And so, so even when I look at just, um, I read this article about, um, you know, just let's say even the church, you know, uh, you know, there was this uh, article that I read uh, was talking about, you know, when the first settlers came over here, you know, which a lot were Christian from Europe, firstly, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them very Christian, you know, uh, background and stuff, you know. So America was seen as a land of provision you know, a land of opportunity and a land of, you know, and it still is that. It's great, you know, mm -hmm. when you come, you know, America is, is a leading nation. But, you know, that first wave of people came with that mindset. But then um, straight off the back of that, you know, there was taking over of people who were already here. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just from a Christian perspective, let's say you're looking, you know, there's blessing, for, but for some people it was blessing, you know. Right. And then you had them, this, uh, the next thing, um, uh, people coming, you know, as slaves coming over, um, and uh, and then, you know, that was a whole different, another migration thing. So, when you look at it just from a gospel point of view, you had one group of people saying, you know, this is a land of provision, a land of blessing. Same gospel. For certain people, it was, sure. uh, you know, point. we 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 just want to be free. Hmm. You know, uh, you know, we're getting there, but our whole cry is liberation. So when you think about the you know, the church being built on those same gospel, and is, uh, I mean, and both are true. We want to be blessed. We want to be, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we want to do well, but we want to be free, you know, and so it's the same gospel, but somehow the enemy, you know, got in there, and so when you look at the foundations of the U.S., you know, built on that, and, and then that being allowed to go on for, for, for a very long time, you know, uh, amazing things have happened, but then, you know, some, during that, you know, a lot of brokenness, a lot of hurt, and, mm. you know, uh, you know, um, has happened as well. So we need to recognize that mm -hmm. rather good. from run from that. That's I feel good. like I need to take a history class from you. And yeah. just gonna, <laughs> that, was, that was really good. That's such an incredible perspective. And it, and it just reminds us that education is so important mm -hmm. no matter how yeah. well we think we know mm -hmm. a topic or a place. Um, and speaking of And not dismissing the past. Not dismissing mm -hmm. the yeah. past, right. of so course. Good. Yeah. Um, I think speaking of education and, and those conversations, let's let's shift to parenting a little bit and, mm -hmm. and talk about you guys as parents and mm -hmm. your girls and 
Um, tell us about how you've been having this conversation with them lately in the past as they've mm. grown up and um, what that lo- what that looks like for your family and um, and maybe what our listeners can learn from you guys when it comes to parenting kids through this season. Well, mama go first. I was <laughs> put first. on the, you know I me. Mean? Well, you know, obviously being in a, a, a mixed um, racial family, um, our kids from the beginning have seen that mom is white and dad is black. Uh-huh. Um, so much so that I remember when Savannah was probably three and I was holding Summer in the bath, you know, bathing her. And Savannah looked at all our arms and she said, um, she's like, Summer's this color, I'm this color, you're this color, and Daddy's that color. <laughs> yeah, she right. says, and we're all so colorful. And so, you know, rainbow. Natu- I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it, yeah, how kids see. Yeah. And so naturally from as early on as possible, she's understood color. She's understood that people are different colors. Her mm-hmm. family are all different. So there's been a beautiful, natural vision on how we are as mm. a world of colorful people. Yeah. Um, so we've always tried to teach them about their family. You know, George's rich heritage from Zimbabwe, Africa, and my family being a mix of British, Spanish, and some Asian and all sorts going on over there. But we've mm-hmm. always tried to kind of like teach them about their roots, about their family, about stories, and just make them proud of who they are. You know, being from such uh, different cultures and different diversities, we try to do our best to make them proud and to, you know, recognize who they are and where they come from. So we've always tried to instill that in them. Um, and we've always talked to them about stuff. George loves documentaries. And so from as early on as possible, I'm like, let's watch some fun cartoons. And George is like, let's sit down and watch African <laughs> boring documentaries. Boring dad, I'm the boring dad. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no, not again. Oh, but come on dad, I just want to watch Frozen too. But yeah. he Frozen, does, yeah. and I mean, and I'll, I'll commend him on it because he has you know, instilled this love of documentaries with mm-hmm. our kids, especially Savannah, the oldest one, who just loves to sit down. She loves to discover. She's intuitive and wants to, wants to learn. And so mm-hmm. he's always kind of, let's sit down and watch a documentary as opposed to like Peppa Pig or something more. I like Peppa Pig, yeah. Um, (laughs) And in doing so, they've learned a lot, you know, so they're very interested in learning. And I think um, that's been a journey along the way, bringing it to now and how we talk about um, what's going on in our country now and in racism. It's been interesting for us because I would say at the top of the year before this kind of all became a public kind of conversation, we actually dealt with something with Summer in her school where she came home and... um, you know, there was some instances with a child there and she came home and it kind of kept going on. And she said to me, you know, mum, or mummy, as she says, um, this child in my class today told me why he didn't like me. And she said, I know he's been mean to me for a while. I know he's been doing this, this and that. But he told me that he hates me because the way I look, he hates me because of the color of my skin Mm -hmm. and he hates people who look like me. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, this is kindergarten. So she's five years old. And so she's like, she's looking at me and she's like, why would he say that? And she said to me, you know, People used to say that in Martin Luther King Jr. days. Mm-hmm. That's what she said because she's been learning about Martin Luther King from my sister. So I'm immediately struck with like, how do I even respond? How, yeah. do, how do you yeah. respond to that? So I just went in and affirmed her and spoke truth over her and reminded her of who she is, firstly in God's eyes mm-hmm. and in our yeah. eyes and that she's fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. But okay. what that did is it caused us to have a conversation that we probably weren't expecting to have at such a young age. Young but age, it, yeah. it caused yeah. us back in February to sit down with our kids and say, you know, there are going to be people out there who are going to judge you because of the way that you look or the color of your skin. Um, and it kind of enforced that conversation on, on us, but it was a necessary one and it was a, it was a good one. And I think um, we've always told our kids, you know, life is about your choices. You mm-hmm. know, you've got to make the right choice. And so we kind of took it from the view of like people just make bad choices mm. and, you know, we just have to accept that people make bad choices but continue to love. And so that kind of started a, a whole conversation uh, line for us on on racism and then when um 
stuff with George Floyd happened, we knew we had to address it, especially with Savannah being eight. You know, we didn't want her to be like walking around and yeah. even though it was quarantine, to hear it from people. And so mm -hmm. we kind of, you know, talked to her about what happened. And, you know, there's some details, obviously you don't share everything, right, but yeah. we were careful what we shared, but we wanted to know what was kind of going on. And right. we just tried yeah. to kind of show what's been happening with the peaceful protests and why people are talking about what they're talking yeah. about right now. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been an interesting thing for us, but it's been good. I mean, it's even the other night we talked to them and we we're always kind of like, what do you think? And what questions do you have for us? And, yeah. you know, we don't have the answers and this may Involving be uncomfortable, but like, yeah, yeah let's absolutely. talk about this as a yeah. family. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah and, uh, it, it's so true. You know, I mean, we all want to protect our kids. Yeah. 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 You know, we want our kids, yeah. you know, and, uh, but at the same time, we want to teach our kids. Mm -hmm. We don't want yeah. them to, you know, grow up and, you know, that we shelter them so much that, you know, they finally get exposed to stuff and they don't know what's going on. Mm. So we need to try and prepare them, you know, mm -hmm. and so... I feel, you know, as parents, you know, we, you know, you know, we've got to gauge that, obviously. And so I think there's a, a balance of, you know, trying to um, be truthful to our kids, you know, to be truthful when something's going on, you know, um, communicate it so that, you know, they understand it and they grow understanding, you know, whether something is really great mm -hmm. or something is off, you mm -hmm. know, so that they can recognize that, you know. And I feel, you know, we, you know, it, that just really taught me to be more engaged about stuff, you know, as a parent. I was like, man, you know, you know, I mean, you know, we had a choice whether not to engage it or uh, or for her to figure it out, right, you know, and then right. just uh, trying to protect her. Mm. But we just felt as parents, hey, you know, we've got to just start talking to her about this because, you know, if our kids are not hearing our voices, they're going to hear it from someone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. They, you yeah, know, yeah. whether we like it or not, yeah. you know, there's stuff that, you know, even with kids now, they come back and they tell you stuff. You're like, uh, you didn't learn that in this house. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. just, you know, because no, you know, where do you get this stuff, you know? And so... If we don't give them the truth, you know, and if we don't um, lead them now, you know, and even at this young age, you know, um, they're going to get us somewhere else. Yeah. So it's just parents, you know, man, you know, we got to keep our, our, you know, our foot on the gas in terms of uh, the issues that our kids are dealing with and, and, you know, not shy away from them. You know, they're always difficult, but just to have, you know, praise God, you know, give us wisdom, you know, to deal with these things because they're not easy mm -hmm. and they, you know, That's especially good. with race and mm -hmm. stuff. I think as you said that, um, you want to you almost want to beat the information you want to get the information to them and beat the masses mm -hmm. so yeah. you want to be able to talk to your kids about something before they hear it from yeah. someone else and yeah. you want to make sure that it's founded in just truth and, truth, and yeah. covered in God's love um, absolutely as we as we talk about that are there things that have worked well for you or that you would suggest for other parents when it comes to different these different ages and stages what is a good conversation that you want to have when you have a preschooler what is mm -hmm. some what are some tips that you would have for a preschooler to help them celebrate diversity in the world and see that and then what are some of those conversations and things you can do as they get older that you think are going to be more appropriate for those ages mm -hmm. well certainly for younger ones I'm just thinking back to summer but yeah. I think um you know we have a whole resource of amazing kids books out there yeah. that celebrate culture and color and diversity and I think certainly with our girls um They've loved just like reading about different countries and different cultures mm. and, you know, the hero heroes of civil rights movements, yep, yep. you know. So I'd encourage parents if they're not doing that really just to get some great books in the house and just sit together mm -hmm. and read and then ask them what they think about the story, you know, and just discuss it together. I think those preschoolers and kindergartens, they're such a, um, such a great age to kind of absorb stuff and they, they think with such a pure heart, you know. Even the other day we were talking to Summer about... Um, some situations we were asking her and it was about race and we were saying so what do you think you know what do you think we should we should do in that situation she was like I think we should just continue to love everyone and I was like 
If only we could all all have that answer, you know. (laughs) But it's like they just have such a pure heart. And so I think it's important to expose them to um, all the different things in a a safe way for a preschooler um, through um, art, through pictures through media cartoons whatever whatever i guess your kids yeah. kind of identify with certainly at that young age yeah yeah i mean there's so many resources now just to learn stuff from i mean i'm a documentary guy so i love but i mean you know there's just so much content if you really want to mm. um, learn stuff you can you know and i think as parents we need to lead that yeah that you know we you know we allow our, our kids to learn stuff you know what i mean like and 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 and, and see stuff and then also set an example you know, when, you know, when places and get coming out, you know, uh, you know, reaching out beyond what we want to reach out, you know, example, like, you know, we just went and, you know, I was even trying to teach our kids, like we went to Chick-fil-A, you know, famous old Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it was a little thing. I mean, I'm just, you know, I was talking to one of the guys who were serving us. I was like, hey, Jonathan, it's like, you know, uh, and um, I just read, read his name tag, basically. The kids were like, oh, you know him. And you were like, you know. <laughs> I, was like, you know I was like, no, I don't know. But like you talking, you called him by his name and you were like laughing with him. And I was like, oh, no, you know. Um, no, I just read his name tag. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you, you can read that too, babe, you know. And, but it was just a small thing. I got, got me thinking. I was like, wow, you know. And they're like, oh, dad, you know, I like how you talk to people. And I was yeah, like, wow, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's just something that's natural. But I think kids watch what we do. Mm. You know, they, they learn from us, you know. And, uh, and one thing, I mean, you know, we're talking about this with Lucy as well, about, you know, you know, we live in a nice area here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, nice neighborhoods and everything. And, and I was just challenged about, you know, the guys, you, you wake up every, you know, every two weeks and the grass is cut, cut, you know, everything is pristine, everything is neat. And I was like, you know, have I ever actually talked to one of these guys who do this? Mm. You know, like I'm just saying, even a simple thing like that, like, hey, guys, you know, even with our kids, let's do something pra- practical. Mm. Wave to that man over there, make sure, you know, give him a drink. It's whatever. It's blazing hot out there. So they're just little things that we can do as parents. I think when, they, when our kids see us stepping out, you know, they, you know, they, they follow suit in a way. Mm. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I, I, we've talked about this before in the last episode, is that this idea that if, if I'm not um, uh, close to something, if I'm not, I'm not spending the time to take, take the time to get to know somebody mm-hmm. or a situation, yeah, it's easy for me to distance myself from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, you so know true. what I mean? That's so true, man. And the more I get to know you, the more I get to know other people mm-hmm. that don't look like me, mm-hmm. the more personal it becomes, mm-hmm. the more complex it becomes. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a, I, I think that's where Jesus calls us to be in that that complexity. Right. So true. Because it becomes so personal to, to me now. You know, mm-hmm. it was personal to you, but when I get to know you, it becomes personal to yeah. me now. Yeah. And I think that's where we got to step into those those conversations and help our kids step into that and uh-huh. experience diversity to love mm-hmm. yeah. diversity. One of the things we mentioned is that, you know, I, I get when people say, um, I don't see color, you know, but we want to train our next generation to see color yeah. Yeah. and so to really, know that it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know. mm-hmm. And um, I mean, your family is a great example of that. I mean, you got a beautiful color, colorful family <laughs> and we want to celebrate. We want, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that God gets the glory in that. Mm-hmm. And then we celebrate the way he made everybody mm-hmm. so, so uniquely true. and so different. That's the church. Yeah. yeah. It's first Corinthians 12. Yeah. That's the church. So it, it's really good. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you mentioned books and r- resources. Uh-huh. We'll put some, 
yeah. on our parenting resource Amazing. page that, that would have a list of books that parents yeah. can go to and yeah. purchase. Fantastic. And actually just going back to what you said, Chase, just about color, I think that's a really good point mm. because, um, you know, I think people tend to say, oh, I don't see color because they think that's the safest option to, to, to go to or actually they don't want to be offensive and say that I do see color, but actually you're right. Like God intended us to be yeah. all different shades of color. So it's a celebration. Mm. And um, I was reading this article about how, you know, when our kids are young, <clears throat> excuse me, when our kids are young, you know, they'll point out something like, look at that person over there. They look like this or, you know, that person's that color. Or why is that person like that? And we tend to dismiss it and be like, shh, don't cause a scene, right. you know, don't cause a scene type <laughs> yeah, thing. But yeah. actually it's like, those are the moments that I've been learning those that you like yeah. say, yeah, like look that's how right. amazing our God is. Like look what he, how he created us all different. Yeah. And so I just that's a great point. And that distant thing you just said about when you get closer to something, it's like, you know, you know, we, we you know, uh, Savannah came the other day and she was talking about Galileo. Mm. You know, oh everybody... Goodness. Everybody thought, you know, the moon back in that time was perfectly round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just decided to look at it. And, you know, when he looked closer, this moon that was all perfect and round, you know, he saw that there were mountains, you know, because you took a closer look at it. There were mountains, there were valleys, there were, you know, there was all this different, you know, uh, stuff on there. And so, you know, I feel that's what life mm -hmm. is like sometimes. You know, we need to take, you know, when we keep our distance, we lose out on so much, yeah. you know, and because God wanted us to be near, to clo close to him and close to each other. That's mm -hmm. how he, he made us. And he wants I love that. that. Mm. Well, um, how do you say this to, to a family out there um, that hasn't experienced a lot of diversity mm -hmm. in their everyday lives? How do you say, what do you would say to them to say, uh, how, how can we, yeah. you know, how, how can we experience some of that diversity in our everyday life, even though I'm not really exposed to, or I don't think I'm exposed to a lot of, a lot of things. What mm -hmm. would you say to those parents? Yeah, I think um, it's not easy because we're surrounded by the community we're surrounded by. Yeah. But yep. I think in this time we almost have to purposefully mm -hmm. go out of our way. Yeah. Um, and it depends on how old your kids are, what ages, what stages they are. But I would encourage people to go kind of move out of their comfort zone and, go spend a day in a different area or go and explore maybe some kind of museum of, of history and mm. culture mm -hmm. or, you know, go and volunteer somewhere where you're going to be working side by side with people of different right. ethnicity and color. You know, it's not necessarily about serving different people, but working alongside too. And so I think just try and think through the different options of what you could do, maybe not in your initial community if it's not there, but in surrounding areas, even if it means traveling a little bit just to find it. That's great. Yeah, that's a good answer. I don't know. I'm going to follow that, but uh, like, no. you know, you know, we all, you know, we want to be more like Jesus in it. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus, yeah. you know, he went everywhere. You know, he went where uh, he didn't. It, he didn't go around Samaria. No, he went he through, went through yeah. Samaria. Yeah. Yeah. and I mean, it, it was all wrong. Like he turned right. into a woman at that time, and yeah. she was Samaritan, and you know how they were viewed and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. and he had to even to the point where even his, his disciples were like, "Yeah, what are you doing? You know, mm. are you serious right now? You know?" And I feel like. You know, uh, uh, I mean, he, he's the greatest example mm. of how he reached out beyond. He went, you know, to where the broken people were or to the uncomfortable places where no one else wanted to go or have the conversations. And so I just want to challenge all of us to do, you know, we can get out. You know, there's a little bit we can do, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, we've just got to if uh, if there's a situation in our conversations, you know, because, you know, even this thing of race, sometimes it's just prejudice sneaks up on you. You know, how you can view something in little conversation because you grew up a certain way or you grew up in a certain area and it's so easy to just go, oh, well, you know what I mean? And then it multiplies. So even in our conversation, let's be uh, careful, you know, because mm -hmm. the enemy is always trying to sow seed, you know. 
to uh, to destroy us and to pull us away from each other or, 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 or you know, and, and from the truth. And so just even in those little things, I think, you know, um, you know, I saw something uh, um, Mother Teresa said, you know, she said, uh, you know, she was feeding people in India and she was just overwhelming the amount of people who needed food. Mm. And she says, you know, I can't feed all these hundreds, but I can feed the one. Feed the one. Mm. I can feed, and I mean, and I think that's just great. Like for parents, for us, and, you know, you can go say hello to somebody that, you know, just the one, mm-hmm. even if it's just, you know, you've never done it. And they, you know, they don't look like the, you know, you know, just little things like that. I just want to, you know, let all of us just get out, you know, the boat a little bit. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, we're all parents in this room, and I know that all of us as parents want to raise kids. Most importantly, that run after Jesus mm-hmm. and and just spread love ever everywhere they go. We want our kids to be world changers. We want this next generation to to show love in a new way and a better mm-hmm. way um, than maybe our generation has been able to do. And I know that's so important, you guys, as parents. Can you, um, can you tell us if there, was, if there was a most important thing, if there's a most important thing that you want your kids to know and that you want them to learn from you um, when it comes to being Christ followers mm-hmm. and when it comes to representing Jesus in the world, what, it, what would you say that, that that most important thing is for each of you? You might have different things, but what would that be? For me, I mean, it's praying, you know. I want to kiss, you know, we try and teach our kids to pray about everything, you know. I mean, because there's nothing like talking to God, right? Mm. You know, when they learn to to talk to him and they learn to hear his voice, I mean, that's better than my voice and Lucy's voice, you know, because that's the voice that is going to sustain them throughout life. And as they grow up, we're not going to be around forever, you know, but he is, you know. And so if we can... uh, just instill that like, hey, you know, God loves you, that he wants to talk to you. He, he cares about the little things in your life, you know. He cares, you know, about what's going on in school, what you're feeling, your anxiety, whatever, you know, and people don't want to play with you or, or you do something. And, you know, he's, he's good. He loves you. He's kind. And so, you know, uh, that's what we try, you know, talk, talk to God, you know, always, you know. You can pray anywhere, you know. We always try and say you can pray. You don't have to close your eyes all the time. You know, there's different kinds of ways to pray, but... You know, that's something that we want to instill in our kids because, um, you know, there's nothing more powerful than them talking to the Creator and, mm-hmm. and to a God who loves them and made them. And so mm-hmm. I think that's something that we push on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just the power of prayer. And it's great when your kids start praying for stuff and they start seeing it come to fruition. It's just mm-hmm. a beautiful um, yeah. testimony, isn't it, for their own journey. And I would agree with George on that. And I think just raising them to, to know that they, first of all, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, the goal is like, we can't become perfect, but yeah. we want to be as much like Jesus as we possibly can be. Yeah. Um, you know, less of me and more of you. And I think that's the one thing is with our girls, we're like, let's not, you know, think ourselves any better than anyone else, but mm-hmm. let's just look at what Jesus did. Let's look at how he um, dealt with community and how he loved everybody on the mm-hmm. inside and the outside of the fringes of society. And yeah. just let's place ourselves as close to him as we possibly can as we walk our daily life. You know, we're not going to always get it right, yeah. but we can come back to him and we keep trying. Yeah, and and just really, like, you know, we always say about just, uh, you know, that verse in my, you know, uh, you know, do justice, you know, mm. love kindness and walk humbly, you know. Always trying to teach our kids, hey, you got to, re- you know, in your school, you know, who are the kids that no one else wants to play with? You know, you got to see those other kids, you know, and just recognize what's going on around you, you know, always be kind. Always be kind, you know, love kindness, you know, choose that, choose mm. loving, you know. And so I just think, you know, um, we need to instill that, yeah, you know. And cause, you know, there'll come a time when we can't instill that, you know. Mm. But I think what we do, especially when your kids are young, you know, um, you really just got to pour into that, you know, and 
pour that truth into their mm-hmm. lives because that's what's going to last. And when they're squeezed, mm-hmm. the pressure, that's what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Don't fight with your sister. Always be kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's I, looking I out. love that. You know, we always say around here, volume speaks oh value. Oh, my goodness. Volume speaks value. Totally. Yeah. So the more you say something, the more you repeat it over, even if you feel like I've said this a thousand times, yeah. uh-huh. volume speaks value. That's I love that. So I'm going to remember so that, good. Chase. Thank Come you. Come on, Chase. <laughs> Put I'm that in my back pocket. <laughs> um, okay. Just to sum us up. And I know we gave some practical things along the way, but let's maybe put it in a bulleted list, okay? So what's some practical ways that we can continue to step in this conversation of diversity, even when it feels like it's not a part of our everyday lives? So what are those? Hey, we, we mentioned the books, mm-hmm. you know, reading, you know, bedtime stories. There mm-hmm. may be some books out there of different um, uh, people uh, that are diverse, uh, that are mm-hmm. um, have made a big impact on today's um today's world Mm -hmm. and so maybe we could read some books what are some other practical things that we could do as families i mean just uh over the dinner table talk about Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on yeah conversation i think when you talk like it's great you know let your kids know you know what's going a bit you know you know have wisdom on how you do that but Mm -hmm. let them know what's going on and what's on your heart and what's on your mind what's bothering you know we need to be honest with our kids i feel that's you know and, uh, and and then I think they kind of follow us a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah, um, so yeah, open dis- open discussion is definitely important, and it's not just a one off, is it? It's got to be a, a regular. You know, I think about you know when we raise our kids, be sharing is caring, be kind, <laughs> use your manners. You know, and yeah. it's like it needs to be one of those instilled um, things that we put into our kids. You know, treat everyone with respect and equality, and all that stems into what racism mm. is you not know. something that happens overnight right no. not something that happens you know. overnight it's just like when we have the sex conversation yeah. you don't have that when they hit 16 mm-hmm. yeah I hope not. because oh that gosh. becomes a bigger <laughs> conversation right yeah. yeah you have it along the way yes. you have these small conversations that way when you do yeah. have to have the conversation it's not a big deal yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. welcoming those kids questions like you said being mm-hmm. in the grocery store and your kid yeah. asks you a question and not shushing but yeah, yeah following up and, yeah. and talking about that and celebrating yeah. mm-hmm. that, that they want to know more yeah. and giving that information to them. Yeah. Definitely. And I think like asking your kids, you know, what are you hearing? What are you yeah. hearing yeah. at school? What are you seeing, depending on the age again, on if they're older, social media, you know, what are you seeing on this topic? Like mm-hmm. what are you learning as your own individual person as opposed to what we're talking about, you know, and just discussing that through of your kids. Yeah. Um, and even just like celebrating culture, you know, why not? I know we're all busy and stuff, but might not, you know, why not once a month have a, culture day where I you just that. like discover yeah. stuff you look into it you maybe yeah, do arts definitely. and crafts or you just you know discover mm-hmm. a new culture and you learn about it together because we're all learning aren't we we're mm-hmm. all learning along the way yeah. um that's awesome and then one other thing is just to pray you know just maybe put some pointers together every month along this kind of journey along this subject of what your kids can be praying for you know praying for you know people who are suffering this way or praying for maybe a child in their school who, who they know is you know going through some stuff i think it's great mm-hmm. to have some prayer points it. that you can go through that are yeah. based on racial reconciliation yeah, yeah. and personalized stuff and then yeah. you know and go back to the good book yeah you yeah. know there's so many stories and so many things that god has done absolutely you know, and it's so powerful i think sometimes we just think you know and it's a history book that's what's powerful, you know. It happened; those things are still relevant for us today. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the word of God is alive and you know active; it's breathing. And so, you know, just spending time in there with them and you know, some unpacking some of those stories, you know, you know, in a simple way with them, you know, I feel like there's so many lessons yeah. in there, mm-hmm. you know. That's and great. so, it's great. We are so unique, and yeah. uh, God has created us beautifully and wonderfully. And 
that's the church. That's yeah. 1 Corinthians 12. And that's you know, many parts make this thing work. Yeah. And, and so I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I go back to John chapter 17 time and time again because Jesus said a prayer over all believers. He said a prayer. He could have prayed for anything. Mm-hmm. He could have prayed for the safety of believers. He could have prayed for provision for believers. But the one thing he prayed for is that they would be one. Mm-hmm. And they would be one under Jesus. Yeah, and so if we can um, always keep that in mind, and we're looking so at good. our diversity, and we're looking at how uniquely we are created. God made us that way. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, for a reason. Yeah. So Beautiful. Anyway, I, yeah. guys, thank you so much. We thank love you. Thank you so much. And we're grateful yes. to have this conversation. You guys are inspiring to us, great yeah. parents, and we learn from you. Great examples. So thank you so much for being here thank you today we as we continue this conversation. Thanks thank so much. Amazing. Thank you guys.